Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your girls. I'm Rissy and I'm Shelves. And this is the podcast I totally relate. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Today is going to be loaded. I'm so excited. We have a financial educator named Michelle with us. Say hello, Michelle. Hello, everyone. Yay. Welcome to the podcast. We're really excited to sit down with you and pick your mind and knowledge uh, in hopes of what is money and what is our relationship Mm -hmm. to finances and how can we access you know, our higher self or the best life with our finances. I yeah. just love money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. yes. Okay. But for real, okay. I mean, I do love money, but not in a bad way. We'll talk. We're actually probably going to talk about yes. that. Yes. Yes. Okay. But um, so I'm Michelle. I guess the best place to start is is how I got to where I am now. I have three kids. And they are currently five, four, and almost three. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're little. 18 months apart. The first two are 18 months apart. The second two are 14 months apart. And it was a crazy time. Yeah. And yeah. you would think that, you know, when I look at the picture of when my third child was born and I am holding three babies, you'd think that that wouldn't be a great time to do anything different or new <laughs> or like stretch yourself. But I was so hungry for more in my life. I was so hungry for more time with my husband, more like with him home with us. Yes, yeah. I wanted the dream home. I wanted like a life that was so much bigger than a reality. Mm. Yeah. And so in walks in this opportunity to be part of this community that loves success principles and lives them and teaches about finances and success and all these wonderful things that you can actually yes you actually can live a different life than you are now mm-hmm. and yeah. it really is possible and so that's kind of how I ended up here and with all my learning with with them and expansion healing growth all those words brought me to where I am now yeah. and I I love money. <laughs> I love that you say that. <laughs> it helps too, though. I mean, just thinking about it, my grandmother, she she really set my whole family up for success. She had investment accounts for all of my mm. siblings. She only had five grandkids, so it makes it a little easier, I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. Cool. However, she still did that. Yeah. yeah. And so we all had this understanding that there is more that you can do other than just... Get by get week by. to week, pay because your bills. She showed that to us. Yeah, and so there was already that understanding, but being able to see that it, I could actually do it. Yeah, that my husband could actually do it. Yeah, it was pretty like awesome. it was possible for you exactly. as an individual. That is yep. powerful because yeah. I think that we see so many examples of wealth you know, in mainstream media or in our neighborhoods or, you know, wherever, and knowing that I can channel that for myself, that's really powering. I want to do it. So tell me all your secrets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, hold on. Before you get to the secrets, let's kind of dig into that a little bit more. So like, what did, what, what were the parts of your reality that you're like, okay, I want different? Is it like you're, Mm. so you are a mom Mm -hmm. of three little kiddos and you're stay at home and your husband's Mm -hmm. working. He has to have long hours in order to like provide for everything. And so you feel like you're just carrying all the emotional, like labor of the household for all these three little humans, plus you and him. And like, like she's saying it, I don't it, have like, to say anything. Okay, what do I maybe have a little bit of experience in this? No, I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so you feel like your relationship with him is, like, it's not as deep as you want because he has to work all the time and you want to be able to make more memories and adventure with him. Yeah, and, all those kinds of things. And like being able to like put your kids in little league or yes. like they want to get signed up for karate or like whatever that is like yep. are you, so you're just those a- are all things that I didn't really have yeah. I don't think that I so 
Like growing up, do you Growing mean? up, and it's kind of interesting because anytime I talk with anyone about money, it always goes back to our family. Yes. Yeah, like our yep. Always. Yeah. Yep. Always. Why? Okay. Is that because it's like our first... <laughs> I love you. Like, <laughs> is it because it's our first interaction of knowing, like, when we first learned it? Like, why? I would imagine so. I mean, I, I feel like it, it kind of ties into anything else that we experience um, I was just listening to your episode about boundaries and whoop, whoop. how, you know, we need to have boundaries and set boundaries. But there was a beautiful example of how we need to be aware of our children and help them to teach boundaries. Yeah. And so if our parents aren't aware about money, we're not going to learn about money. Uh, they yeah. have to be aware of it and be able to teach us. So my dad has a traumatic brain injury. Okay. And so that happened when I was about two, and it really affected the way progressively. It wasn't right away, but mm. eventually he couldn't work anymore. You know, in the middle, my mom's seeing that that's not going to be a thing, and she's right. going to have to do something. And so money was, like, they didn't talk about it, but I know that there wasn't an abundance of it right yeah. right money was tight money was tight I did not do dance I didn't do any of those things in high school I did choir and orchestra and that cost a little more money but at that point my mom had started making more money and it was okay, okay yeah you know yeah and so and now she's super she's super awesome my mom is one of the best people ever moms are we the best ever <laughs> and she's she has come a long way but she still also she still knew that there was another way to live yeah. and she had a great example from her mom mm -hmm. you know so even though it was really hard during those years she she's still doing awesome today yeah. right in my opinion of of seeing her journey you know yeah right so so there what was a, there was a time there was a time that money was tight because your mm -hmm. mom is becoming the sole provider. So in between like your dad working less and your mom taking on more plus having kids. So you just went through a time where like you didn't talk about money, we but you got the vibe money. that like it's I mean, like what was the vibe that it was ta taboo or that it was mm. scary or that there was uncertainty or that like what was the vibe? That was unspoken. That there you were was catching. definitely uncertainty. Okay. I don't think it was taboo, but maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'd have to think about that one yeah. a little more. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like it almost like just like through those experiences and, uh, well, what I heard you say is I didn't do these things when I was younger and I got the opportunity to mm -hmm. have something in high school, but maybe there is like a story there of yourself where it feels like you went without maybe you were watching your friends have things and and things like that and so subconsciously we start to form we start to learn stories. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure so that's kind of what happened yeah it seems. and then just as time goes on and you you know you get a job and you understand that money gets you things and you want things yeah right and so I got a job in in high school and started managing my own money probably not so greatly yeah <laughs> right yeah but still not bad right and then you get married and then you both have these different mm -hmm. money views yes. yeah holy moly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it can be such a hard crazy thing I, matt and i were really lucky that we were aligned enough that we were okay yeah for a lot i mean we're still okay now we're like yeah obvious I, not it may not be obvious but we're better now than we've ever been because we're both so aligned yeah because of everything that we've gone through learning right. and everything yeah. but luckily for us in the beginning it still wasn't too bad but there was so much learning and growth and you know hard conversations yeah. about money yeah, yeah. what so, were what were those two mindsets that you guys were trying to bring together so some of it even just goes down to personality because yeah. I'm a very fun person. I yes. just want adventure and yes. life. Yes. And you can tell, right? Yes. And he was more, 
he's so disciplined and he's so Mm -hmm. um task oriented yeah and so he he's like yes we are going to stick to this thing and i'm like but i want to have fun yes (laughs) yes Yes. i just want what i want right now right yeah and so that's where yeah, some of the problems okay. came, you know. Oh, so, I relate to that so much. Oh, my I goodness. feel like that's how it is. My husband, like, I always tease him, like, oh, he's a penny pincher or, you know, and he, he can save up money and buy something really big. I never want anything really big, but I want, like, little things every day. Oh, yeah. And so oh, yeah. between his big spending and my little spending, like, we're just spending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it is hard to, like, bring those two different mindsets together, whether it's, like, the stories you've told yourself from childhood about money and the energy of money or even just, like, personalities and, like, how you want to spend your time and your energy, including the energy of money. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's, it is a lot to merge that together. Yeah. Yep. It, is there – I mean, isn't, like, money, like, the number one cause for divorce? It's when – it's, like – one two or three yeah yeah really mm-hmm. yeah money it's like it's hard it's hard it's to talk hard. about it why is it hard to talk about it with your i mean i feel it yeah but like mm-hmm. i don't know why i'm just like let's, let's not talk about it like why is it so hard i would imagine this is my own analysis and observation right but coming from generations of not talking about anything yeah anything yeah right to opening up to like everything yeah. right? We, right we didn't talk about sex mm-hmm. and now we're so open there's all these different there's terms so many sex positive like yeah yeah and so i think money follows that same kind of thing yeah we didn't talk about money now we talk about money. we didn't talk about mental health right now everyone knows their own mental health like yeah right. yeah there's a lot of there's been a lot of shift in the conversation yeah but then also we don't want people to know when we're struggling Ooh. sometimes yeah and maybe that's a little even exasperated with social media yeah right? Right. yeah and so we don't want people to know that we are in a bind that we're we see like we were talking about you were saying you know you see all these people with wealth in their lifestyles mm-hmm. and we want to have that yeah and so we kind of sometimes I'm not saying that this is how everyone is and how it is all the time but there is that status thing where we need to just spend and spend and spend Mm -hmm. so we can have the status so people will like us Mm -hmm. and really just I was thinking about this and how you know maybe one of the shame mental blocks shame narratives that happens it's very similar to anything else that we like emotionally right we want to be liked and loved by others yes but we need to like and love ourselves Mm. first and so so many people don't live in that space of loving themselves and so they they compensate with money they compensate with buying things they compensate uh if they can't emotionally regulate they compensate by uh, buying things. Yeah. Right? Retail therapy. Retail therapy. It's a thing. It's a thing. And it doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah. And it can be a thing with discipline and fun. Yeah. Speaking from experience. Yeah. Like it is possible to achieve that, to get the things that you want and be in your budget and still have fun. Yeah. But it comes mm. from being confident with yourself and not having to have other people define your worth. Oh. <sighs> Okay, you're not looking outside of yourself. You're in tune with yourself, and so then you move through the world. And then maybe that's just, like, where the authenticity piece comes in, right? right? So, like, do you believe that each person, like, wants to, like, their higher self or their best life looks different for everybody? Like, maybe somebody's is a yacht, and maybe somebody's is a beautiful cabin, you know, that has a wood stove. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And and both of those would be abundant as long as each of those individuals were in tune with themselves and moving from that place of love rather mm-hmm. than trying to get, yes, get exactly. validation. You said something that like made me really think a lot about how we don't want people to think we don't have money. That's really scary to think that people would know that like, oh, you don't have money. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, if you're just like paycheck to paycheck, just barely getting by – Something that I've been talking about recently with some people in my circle 
is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the bottom layer is your physical needs, your shelter, food, water, that. And when we don't have that taken care of, we can't move. I can't even remember what the other layers are right now. Yeah. But we can't move up the the pyramid. We can't achieve self-actualization because our physical needs are not taken care of. Yeah. We can't be our best selves. Yeah. (laughs) Because Mm. we're so focused on what am I going to eat tomorrow? Yeah. Am I going to be able to have a house over my head next month? Yeah. Survival. Survival. Complete survival mode. Right. So without your basic needs being met, you can't, you can't be in your higher self. You can't be to that self-actualization without the basic needs being met. It sounds kind of like heavy. I don't know. No, it does (laughs) does sound sound heavy. heavy, But it also like makes, it 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 makes makes logical sense to me. Like, um, like I feel, well, and I've been saying that a lot. I'm like, oh my gosh, like so many people, that scarcity mindset. Oh yeah. um, And so like stepping into abundance, I think is having your basic needs met. Yeah. Yeah. It's having, you know, emotional regulation and and, and all Mm -hmm. of those things and it's impossible because we cope if we don't have that. Yeah. If we mm-hmm. don't have our basic needs, then we do things to cope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We cope, we buffer, we, yeah. Right. We numb. Yeah. You know? Yep. So when you and your husband like first started on this like financial journey, would you say you were like in a place of survival or like a place of unknowing? And like, how did you empower yourself to get to where you are today? Yeah. So my husband, he is a software engineer, okay? And we've been really, really blessed that I have always been able to stay home with my kids Mm -hmm. and have our basic needs met. However, I am a big dreamer. I I have... this big dream in my heart and I've always had it. Mm-hmm. Always. Always, okay? And so not being able to have that dream was really tough. Yeah. yeah. And then he was also in a place where he well, when he started his job, he knew that he didn't want to stay there forever mm. because he wanted to do something purposeful. Yeah. And so my account purposeful money mom is kind of significant because we want to live a purposeful life. Yeah. He was looking for something more purposeful. At this time, three babies, arms are full. He was pursuing his master's degree. Okay. And so that's part of the reason why we didn't have any time together. Yeah. It's because he spent so much time doing his homework. Yeah. And so as we embarked on our journey, we learned that, well, maybe that's not actually going to give us the life that we actually want. And this is one thing that I think that is not taught correctly, is that we define what we want to do, we learn how to do it, and that defines our life. Where we should swap that and define what we want our life to look like, learn what we could do to get that life. Oh. And okay. so as we started that, I started thinking, okay, well, what do we want our life to look like? We already knew before we started our journey, right? And so when it landed in our laps, that's how it feels like, that we were ready to receive the information yeah, and to start doing something different. Because now not only do we find purpose in what we do, but we truly feel like we are called to do it, that it's uh, what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And yeah. May, maybe not everyone gets to that point, but that's where we are. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's what drives us. Yeah. And that's what we were looking for. Right. Yeah. And specifically what he was looking for. He was looking for more purposeful work. Yeah. Where he could actually make a difference in people's lives instead of sitting at a computer writing code all day long. Yeah. Which provides very well yeah. for our family. I get to stay home. Yeah. I, we don't, you know, I get to, I homeschool my kids. You know, we live a life already that many people don't ever get to live. Sure. Mm-hmm. And struggle to even have mom stay home, mm-hmm. you know, and there's so much sacrifice. Whereas for us... It's not that way. And sometimes I'm like, it's a little scary and sad to me 
and like almost shameful that I get to live that way mm. and other people don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Survivor's and so guilt. I have to, there's some work I need to do there. Totally. But a woman wants to be a second grade elementary school teacher. And so she goes to school and she gets her degree and now she is a teacher. And like, and that kind of defines who you are. You, like, we know mm-hmm. teachers do not get paid. No, they don't. I mean, anywhere near where they should or, you know, but like then, like now you're living your life on like a teacher's salary and that, like you, like you said, defines your life Yep. versus taking the idea of the life that you want and figuring out what it takes to get there and being there. And they also love that how you talked about purpose too, because this is something as we've been talking to different people for the podcast and realizing that like there's this thread that comes through all the conversations where people find purpose when they are fulfilling their own like desires and also contributing to the greater good of the community. When that happens, like yeah, that's what people want. I think everybody <laughs> desires that. I think our our most like sacred desires within all of us probably have to do with like also giving back yes like we want something great and lovely for ourselves but you feel compelled and really committed when you know that it's bigger than yourself yeah mm. yeah i mean there's not much else to be said right there I, you just said dang it. you just <laughs> wow. dang i'm so proud of myself <laughs> coming in hot <laughs> sharing what we've it, maybe you know for me it's sharing what i've learned and being able to help people get out of the rut that yeah. I know that I was in mm-hmm. okay. maybe not to the same extent but I know I've been in ruts right yeah and how I've gotten through that yeah and that's when you can help people in whatever way you yeah. know whatever way that yeah. looks like that's what living a purposeful life looks like yeah for sure yeah okay so you want to give back and like help better and like lift those in your community right and so let's dig into how you do that a little bit can we start with some of those things that you've noticed that are roadblocks for people like what keeps people in a rut so one of them which i was kind of starting to mention is that concept that you know we get to live this life and that's almost like shameful Mm -hmm. Uh and so that's one the other one that is related to that is that people view money as bad. Yes. Okay. Money when, corrupts people. It makes right. you greedy. Right. Yeah. And it totally can. Yeah. Totally can. But what I've learned and observed is that money reveals character. So people who may have a bad character will do bad things with their money. But people who have good character and are, you know, striving for something beyond themselves they are going to do good things with their money okay Ooh, i like that money reveals character yeah. really like that. Ooh, that lands it does i mean if you just like start observing and analyzing you can see it pretty clearly you know yeah all right. Okay. So we we don't want people to know that we don't have money. We mm-hmm. we can use it as a coping mechanism. Um, we feel like it's bad, or like if we have money and other people don't, maybe they won't like us, right. or like we're gonna be one of those people, like these negative narratives we have about ourselves. Um, is there anything else? So well, actually, hold on. Before you dig okay. into that, I kind of want to talk about it a little bit because okay. how many women do you run into that feel really comfortable talking to you about money? You know, you can never say 100%, right? Yeah. Right. Right. But so 99.999999% of the conversations wow. at least start with discomfort. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's even with close friends of mine where yeah. we've been friends for a long time. And maybe that just goes back to everything that we've already talked about, how it's not talked about. and Right. But it really needs to be talked about more because we learn things that may not be true so we need to learn things that are true that will actually help us get to our uh, serve our highest good right yeah right yeah so 99.9999999999 percent of the time it starts uncomfortable yeah once people start seeing that like i'm in general and we're just talking about conversations with me right yeah (laughs) so i'm a very open person I I know 
that there's nothing that I can do about you. You're not my responsibility. It's not my responsibility to manage you or to feel your emotions or whatever. That's not mine. It's not mine to take on. Yeah. And so that helps me remember that if I can't do anything about you, I might as well just love you. Yeah. And Mm. accept you where where you're at. It doesn't matter to me because because of that i know i know that and so people may feel uncomfortable when they start talking to someone about money because they might think that they're going to start judging them ah uh, right yeah but with me i'm i'm totally not that way right sometimes i look at situations and i i can just i feel i see how hard it would be just love you yeah and mm. accept you where you're, where you're at it doesn't matter to me because because of that, I know, I know that. And so people may feel uncomfortable when they start talking to someone about money because they might think that they're going to start judging them. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. But with me, I'm, I'm totally not that way. Right. Sometimes I look at situations and I, I can just, I feel, I see how hard it would be. And it's really heavy to me because I want people, I, it's really sad to see your friends struggle or mm-hmm. people around you struggle. Yeah, That's just, absolutely. it's just hard. I'm not coming from a place of judgment. I'm coming from a place of compassion when I talk to people. Yeah. Mm. And so, I mean, that's all something that is a skill that I've learned. And yeah. any skill that you learn can be in, uh, learned by anyone. If yeah. I learn the skill, that means you can learn the skill. Yeah. If you mm. learn a skill that I don't have yet, I can totally learn it, right? Yeah. That's really optimistic. I love that. Yeah. Well, thanks. I love it. <laughs> it's like a learner's mindset. Yeah. It's like I'm always a student. Yes. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah. Like you're not. Yeah, you're a student. Yeah. And there's hope. If I don't have something right now, that doesn't mean that I never will. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Exactly. And so when we can come from a place of, you know, your experience is yours. Mine is mine. There's nothing I can do about yours, so I might as well just support you. Yeah. I might as well just see what I can do to help you and offer what I've learned. And Okay, uh, so you, as a financial educator, you sit down with families or individuals. You basically coach them through money blocks and educate them on, like, I would give you, like, my bank account and show you my income and things like that, and you would help me shift things? Yes. Yes, and? And. <laughs> so the the financial education part of it alone is a huge deal yeah. in changing how you manage your finances. So the program that we use talks about the basics of finance, the offense, which is how to make more money, Mm -hmm. how to better yourself to become the person who is a person who makes more money. Instead of being reactive or on the defense about your finances. Yes. And who changes their their mindset about money, who reads books, who analyzes their habits, who invests in themselves, who uh, one of the principles is business ownership and why that's so so important and so awesome i love it and it's so funny yeah i mean there's things in business taxes that like would blow your mind yeah right oh my gosh and i'm not i'm not a tax person i i don't claim to give financial advice i give financial education right it's completely different but man it's so awesome the things that are available to a business owner that aren't to a w-2 employee yeah okay. and so and there's reasons for that but yeah you know so it's super excited to me yeah so offense then defense which is getting out of debt mm-hmm. staying out of debt how to avoid uh, you know getting Accruing. into more debt yeah and then the playing field of money which is who is playing against you why Yes. Why are there things oh. that actually really do make it harder for us to move forward? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you want your offense and your defense to play together. Yeah. Right? But you need to know what you're up against. Yeah. 
and you need to know the basics. This is a football. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. This is a football. This is money. Money is a means of exchange of value, you know? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's all money is, like. It's yeah. an exchange of value. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a football. Yeah. That's money. Okay. So, right. so you have your basics, you know? This is the scoreboard and so you have to know the basics and you have to know the offense you have to know what plays you're going to play you have to know the defense and the defense oh the my gosh you're telling me i have to look you're telling me i have yeah, to open my you eyes do. and watch yeah you yeah. do it's like i'm not going to be able to close my eyes and mm-hmm. just and like okay yeah because okay budgets are a basic of finances okay okay yes okay but if you don't have your offense or defense or know the playing field it's just a basic and it's not going to get you anywhere yeah that's how i feel that's like where i feel like i'm at yeah i'm like okay are you ready to expand yeah yeah Yeah. girl i'm calling for abundance and whatever that means right and i think getting clear about who i am and being in tune with myself is a journey that i'm still doing and i'm and i'm hearing you say that as i do that i'm trusting that these things will come but I do feel like okay I can dribble the ball you know I'm like okay I got this I got a budget I can I can stick to my what I feel looks like good spending on my bank account but if I were to talk to you I don't know if you would be like good job yeah who knows I might be right but I'm not gonna judge you either (laughs) oh so just Um, just say it well so it's like it's interesting because you're like okay what do you mean when you say who you're playing against? So there's this buzzword right now mm-hmm. called inflation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is what we're up against. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to kind of give a little history of money. Okay. Yes. Think about it this way. Okay. So back when we got our stimul- stimulus checks, everyone was excited, right? Oh, yay. Free money. <laughs> Sorry. It is not free money, okay? <laughs> because it's always going to come back to us. So in 1913, the Federal Reserve was created, mm-hmm. which means that there's a national bank that's not controlled and they just have all this free power to just print money. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so it was okay for a while because we were still backed by something real, which was gold. Money has to be backed by something And what happened was 1913 to 1971, if you look at a graph of the money supply, it stayed pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there was not much inflation in there. Yeah. 1971, we went off the gold standard. Yeah. And what happened from 1971 to 2020, because we haven't looked at the data much since then, But it's astronomical. The graph, if you look at it, it just goes up and up and up. And then it like, whoop, shoots up. And it goes down a little bit. Then it, whoop, shoots up. Yeah. Okay. Because as soon as they didn't have to back it with anything, and they just said, we can do whatever we want. I'm just going to create money out of thin air. That's literally what they do, is create money out of thin air. So just like printing paper. Printing paper. Yeah. Okay. And we just decide it has value because... Because we do. Okay. Because we said, because we all agree that it does. Because they said, and then it just trickles down, and that's yeah. how we pay because we have to have money to get the things that we need, right? Yeah. So, what this does, let's imagine that we were in an auction, an art auction. Okay. Because I like art. Mm-hmm. I don't know, do you guys like art? I love <laughs> art. <laughs> so, let's say that I go in with $1,000 and Rissy, you have $3,000, and Shelbs, you have $5,000. But none of us know that, right? Okay. We don't know. We're, we're just yeah. in, in the auction. Then someone comes in and gives everyone $5,000. What do you think is going to happen when we start auctioning on the mon- on the art? Oh, it's going to go so much higher. It's going to go so much higher. Because we all have yeah. an extra $5,000. And we all know that we all have at least $5,000. Yeah. Uh, so when there's a larger money supply, the prices go up. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. And so, 
you know, if we would have stayed the same where I had 1,000, you had three, and you had five, I probably could have gotten more art for my 1,000 because we didn't know. You know, you start kind of gauging where things are at. But if we start with everyone has 5,000, where's the bidding going to start? At 5,000. So now this wonderful piece of art that I wanted is now worth less. We pay more, but there's more money in circulation. So So it's it's worth worth less. less. So that's what happens to our dollars. Our dollars are worth less over time. If you look at more graphs, I love graphs. Okay. (laughs) But if you look at the value of the dollar in 1971 versus now and the money supply, the value of the dollar goes down over time and the money supply goes up Mm -hmm. and they're directly correlated. Yeah. So... We see this now in our prices for groceries mm-hmm. in, oh my gosh, the housing market. Housing like, yeah. yeah. Right? So when there's more money that they want to give us, and debt is a whole other thing, you know, the banks will loan us a lot more money now than they would have because there's more in circulation. Yeah. But that makes it so much harder. It makes this gap on one end. You've experienced the really awesome part. Okay. That's awesome. Real estate and stocks and cryptocurrency and all of that tends to go up when there's inflation. And so anyone who is invested in that, if you own a home, yes, it's your value has gone up and you have created that part of wealth for you. And in, in contrast, people who haven't done any of that are getting poorer and poor just because there's more money things cost more it's harder yeah to get by so this is the gap you were talking about. yes that's the gap and so so for example the billionaires from 2020 to 2021 uh, march 2020 to march 2021 their net worth increased by four trillion dollars did most there's 2300 billionaire families 2,300. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we can count them. We name them. We know them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. And there, that's like $2.78 or billion dollars per billionaire family. That their net worth increased from 2020, March 2020, to March 2021 in the mid midst of a, of a pandemic, pandemic where most people were losing their jobs. Okay. N- going without child care. Yeah. Worrying about housing yeah 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 and that's that's the gap now you can see why it would be very important to learn about these things so yeah. you can learn yeah. how to get some of that you know yeah i mean investing your money is vital yeah vital okay. right okay okay but if you're not doing anything else with your money and you're still trapped yeah it's just it's so sad it feels hopeless it's scary it really is yeah the the good thing is i don't like to just like leave on yeah on that you're screwed (laughs) there is there is hope because when we start to learn to shift our paradigms to shift our mindset to learn about money to get in a place where we are willing to push ourselves and to change things we don't have to stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We really don't. And I'm speaking from experience of being stuck in places, having debt, having, you know, the, not having the time that I wanted with my family and the emotional parts of it too. Yeah. Until coming to where I am now. And it's super exciting. And I yeah. love where we are now, but I love even more that we've learned that we can have even more of a life because we understand that there is a problem. Yeah. Mm. And a big part of the problem is that there is not good financial education. Mm -mm. No, Mm -hmm. not at all. And as soon as we start learning and go for it, things will start changing. Why? That to me feels like a very calculated sneaky thing to not teach people money yeah like 
So, and I talk a lot about this, but like, I grew up in public education. I ate school lunches. I did after school programs. I did not learn shit like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not. Um, in fact, my my in high school, I had a, I forget what they call it. It's like some sort of financial class, um, financial literacy, I think is what it is. And we learned how to balance a checkbook. I have Worthless. never used a check in my yeah. Uh, yeah. life, <laughs> yeah. you know, other than when we bought our house and that was taken care of by our loan officer, right. you know, like it, it was never even me. And so all of that knowledge it feels like such a waste. All of the things that I have learned in public education, I don't feel like it's served me. No, it doesn't. Is it calculated? Oh, yeah. They don't want us to know that if you start doing something different. Okay, so a bank, let's just talk about how a bank works, right? Okay. Okay. You take your money and you put it in the bank. Now, the bank can take your money and loan it out to people mm-hmm. because you don't need your money all the time. Now you multiply that by lots of people and it's, it's you know, it's a business. It's whatever. Yeah. You do your thing and I don't like it. <laughs> but you keep going up the bank like, like the scale. Or right. Yeah. So you have your little credit union and that's uh-huh. one thing. But then you have a bigger one and a bigger one. And they all feed into the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve makes so much money off of the interest on all the debts. Yeah. Okay, so they don't want us to know because they're making a boatload of money. Yeah. A, yeah. Like a lot. Mm-hmm. It's literally a scam. Like money is a scam. Like the Federal Reserve is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But... Okay. Well, and what's and even we're crazier? Talking. What's crazier than that? Even what you're saying is because, like, I'm super into politics, and yeah. I'm and I'm just like, oh, like the person who decides what happens at the Federal Reserve is a political appointee. Yep. And it's not even a political party thing. Yeah. Because they all want to go to the Federal Reserve and ask for money that they don't currently have. Mm-hmm. So of course we're not getting any better the because education. we have such poor examples and yeah. i and this is not i'm not i'm i love everyone like yeah i'm non-judgmental this is not a political party thing this is just they all do it yeah because this that's is how it's been it's the system and it is so rigged against us yeah mm. okay so the way that <laughs> the way that you play is you educate yourself yes that's how you play mm-hmm in all those areas, in the basics, mastering the basics, in learning about offense, in learning about and applying, you can't just learn. Okay, right? We have to actually apply what we yeah. are learning. Yep. Yeah. And in the program that we use, I would help people apply it. Mm-hmm. That's where my role is. Like, there's the education; it's already done. Mm-hmm. It's the program is written by Orrin Woodward and Chris Brady good character to the core okay yeah and so it's written by them which is great because i can leverage their knowledge yeah and then i help people apply it in their daily life i help them make the budget i help them find a way to track their budget and make those goals to apply yeah all the other things so they can start getting ahead and not be trapped in this financial matrix yeah Mm. yeah this rigged system that wants to keep us there. Like, if you don't mind, if we go to the poverty side mm-hmm. for a minute. Please. Uh, it's so, it's so crazy. I had a conversation with this lady who is not making ends meet, who needed help paying rent, mm-hmm. you know. And you can see it, see how this spills over into every other area yeah. in life, right? The insecurity and everything. Yeah. Um, incredible, incredible lady. I love her to pieces. Mm-hmm. We were talking about what she needed to do to be able to pay her rent on time, to mm-hmm. have her kids in whatever activity it was. And one of the big hangups she had was that if she made 
too much money, she wouldn't get the She'd lose her financial health. assistance. Yes. Yeah. Like the health care benefits yeah. or anything like that. And that yeah. literally keeps people trapped. Yeah. Yeah. And keeps them that's another like mental road roadblock, right? Mm-hmm. And it keeps them trapped in that poverty. Poverty. So it's like, so here's a little bit of help so that you can get by. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting by and you start doing better and you start making more. So then they take that assistance away. And yep. now you're like, now you're in the hole I again. might as well just stay there. Because, because it's going to be hard if I don't have her. the access to that resource, whatever yeah. that is. Healthcare, yep. childcare, whatever. Yep. Food you make one, two, three dollars more than the limit. And you don't get the help. Oh my you know? gosh! It's so. What do we do about that? Oh my gosh! This is like stressing really me out because I like I like I know this cycle. I know. Yeah. Like you literally have to break the chain. Okay. And I love this concept. I love it because you have to say no. <laughs> the buck stops here. Like this ends now. Yeah. Me and my family, we are not going to choose into that anymore. Yeah. I know it's going to be a hard road, but then you find people that will help you. Mm. You find people that are further down the road and who will help you get out of there. Yeah. You don't do it alone. <laughs> like, that's yeah. silly. You can't do it alone. You can't. You don't have the knowledge. No, you don't. Because what you know is poverty. Yes. What you know are those systems. Yep. Yeah, can't do it alone. So you have to get different information. Okay. So there's this abundance side, mm-hmm. and then there's this, like, poverty side. Yeah. When you are in the poverty side, the abundance side feels very far-fetched, mm-hmm. made up, not for me, never in the cards for me. Or Right? Like, there's a lot. And, okay, so, and we have a financial educator saying, yeah, systems are rigged against you. Mm-hmm. Yep. These things are happening. And so there is this, maybe a part of me that's like, well, then why would I try? Like, like look at it. Like, look mm-hmm. at it, right? Like, and so if there are listeners who feel that way, if this mm-hmm. is a punch in the gut, if this is a sinking feeling, what would you say to them? Well, why would you do something different? Okay. Okay. That's... Always where I would start with people is why, why do you want to, why do you not want to live in that situation? Mm. Why do you want to get out of it? Mm. Oh my God, you're asking people to connect to their heart space and to say, (laughs) what's inside of you? Like, what do you actually want? What do you really desire? Because that is going to drive you to change. So first of all, when you know your why, you'll do anyhow. There you go. Like, well, we're, sorry, we're unpacking things in real time yeah, right here with yeah, you. Sorry, yeah. this is incredible. Okay, continue. How, how do you help someone who feels hopeless mm-hmm. find a why? Oh. Mm. You just keep digging. You, you, but they you have can't to make somebody else find no, their why. You can't, you can't give somebody their why. They have they to have, decide. Yeah. Because it comes from within. Yeah. And usually when people are ready they come yeah like it just it just comes yeah when they're ready when they when they've done enough of their own digging they're like no i don't want to be here then it's it's a lot easier you start asking the right questions mm -hmm. and like somehow you start finding the right people yeah yeah cool oh my gosh so oh Hello, our lovely little community. Have you been asking yourself any of these questions? <laughs> Meet our friend Michelle. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we have, we know, here, we're, we're back to our money football field. So we, we know what the uh, basics are. Uh-huh. We know what our offense is. We know our why. We know why we want to get to the touchdown zone. Right. Uh, we know our defense plays and we're going to get out of debt and not accrue anymore. Okay. And we know who we're playing against. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we abundant? Like, <laughs> then what? Like, then what? Yeah. Like, not like you we, keep playing the game. You, you, it doesn't end. We always have to deal with money. You just oh. keep playing the game. You keep working on those offensive strategies to like, for example, to minimize for mine, your defense or whatever. To minimize your defense to 
to get ahead of the the inflation yeah to to reach that life that you want for example the life that i want involves a lot of traveling yes it involves waking up one morning and saying i want to go to mexico and taking my whole family and going to mexico that day like that takes a lot of money guys yeah <laughs> right and so that's one thing i want my dream house that has a Manifest a girl. Tell oh us. Oh my gosh. Tell the universe. It's Say so it out beautiful. Loud. Okay. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So each room, ha- each bedroom, there's one bedroom for each kid because I, once I build this dream house, it's going to be there forever. Like yeah. that's where I'm going to stay. Yep. That's where I'm going to grow old. You can bury me in my beautiful backyard in the <laughs> orchard. That's fine. Like, you know. <laughs> Small orchard, because I also don't want to deal with a whole full orchard. And it has a pavilion in the middle of it, so you can have parties with people, and then you can spring blossoms. I want to come to your dream house. Oh, it's going to be so beautiful. I'll even show you when we're done. I'll show you right right where it's going to be, hopefully, still manifesting that. Anyway, um, but each bedroom has its own bathroom, so when my kids are grown Mm -hmm. and they come to visit me, I just love having my own bathroom when I'm married. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? So not having to walk down the hall. Yeah. It's a big deal. So I want them to come and feel comfortable. Yeah. It's going to have a playroom that's right next to the great room because my kids, I don't know if your kids are like mine, but mine do not use the playroom. If we have a playroom, they want to be where I am. Yeah. And so the playroom will have these glass doors. So they can see where we are and we're right there. And then it has the kitchen. But they're enclosed. But they're enclosed. I can close it (laughs) or we can open it. And the toys stay there. Yes. I love that. And I mean, you know, I have three kids already. I know there's at least one more. I think there's two more you know yeah so that's a lot so you're, of kids you're still growing your family they're yeah. gonna have their own families right it's gonna be a party at my house yeah okay also you're kind of blowing my mind right now because you're giving yourself permission to be happy with where you are yes grateful from where you came yes and excited about where you're going and that's abundance that's abundance okay. is when you can be grateful for where you are Grateful for where you've came, but still know, A, that you can achieve something. Yeah. And, I mean, that's... And B, that it's meant for you. Yeah. That it's on its way. There you go. I know. That's great. (laughs) Well, I think that so many people, like, um, you know, my husband and I, for example, we've been married for uh, two years now, and, like, we were just talking not too long ago, and I was like, you know, we don't really spend a lot of time visualizing our future. Right. Like, mm-hmm. we don't spend a lot of time, like, um, like... Where you see yourself. Yeah, like, like because we're so grateful for the house that we have, right? Like, it's really yeah. exciting. It's the first home that we've bought. Like, we're, like, really excited about it. We're bringing things together. You know, we have ideas for this space and where it's going to. And I'm, like, such a dreamer. Mm-hmm. I love my house. But I'm thinking about, like, a four-car garage. And oh, right. I'm thinking yeah. about, yeah. like, all these things. And there's... The discrepancy between my husband and <laughs> Like, because I want to talk about the future all the time. And uh-huh. he's like, there's this element of like, well, what we have is really good. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I love what we have. But wouldn't a heated pool sound really nice? Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It does. <laughs> that talking of the future, that visualizing seems like mm-hmm. a big key part of what you and your husband do yeah. like when you're visualizing maybe a five-year plan or a mm-hmm. 10-year plan or, I mean, hell, you're even looking to death along the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like, yeah. You're, like, putting a lot of thought even, but you're still exuding um, gratitude and appreciation for where you are currently. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, you're That feels welcome. really good for me, too. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, it's really inspiring. And maybe it's just, it's like, I just really want that for me. I want that right. for everyone. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. It's so beautiful. And, you know, marriage is a completely different financial topic in and of itself. But okay. when you can get aligned together and aligned in that vision and aligned, I mean, my husband's, I would say he's equally as grateful for where we are now and yeah. grateful for his past. Mm-hmm. We've done so much work. Yeah. <laughs> 
we've yeah. done so much emotional work we've done so much therapy we've done ener- like energy work all these things to help us heal those past things to start breaking those chains yeah that we see in our own families and to move forward and to have that vision but it was so beautiful i'm going to share this with you we just after christmas we had one of my sisters watch our kids and we went to a hotel for two nights and our purpose in that one day because you know two nights is only one full day right yeah was simply to line out like set our goals for this year oh cute Ooh, you guys were so intentional intentional about goal setting together and it's already been incredible wow so incredible but we you know we lined out the whole year when you make a goal you know goal setting is one thing that i talk about too okay because and and our company too and when i say me it's not just me it's my whole company right Mm -hmm. right and so you know you want them to be specific and time bound and all these measurable measurable Uh we hear that all the time but this was the first time we actually like Oh, and give yourself rewards. Oh, you can't forget that part. <laughs> Tell us more. That was, that was part of it. Yeah. So you want all those things when you make a goal, right? And the other thing about goals is you have to – it's really helpful if you can see, mm-hmm. have visual reminders of yeah. your goals. Yeah, yeah. And so we did all of that. We lined out the whole year. We know where we want to be long term, mm-hmm. right? That's that's easy. Okay. But like, but what you're gonna very do this year, this year to get there to get there exactly. Oh, so yeah. we we literally made month by month goals. We have rewards for those goals. We have little rewards for things that are smaller in scale. You know that are mm-hmm. very essential to what we do to get to where we want to be. Yeah, cool. This year, yeah, and like I was saying, it's already. I'm I'm blown away. What? Like How did that happen? Right. Yeah. Like when you set your mind to do something, mm-hmm. I've been reading all about this and it's so fun, but your subconscious brain kicks in. Yeah. And it just like makes you do it. Yeah. It's incredible. And you're working as a team. Yes. Like there's more than one person putting their energy towards yes. this. That's cool. Yeah. Right. And you're also doing the things to fill your cup. You're, yes. you're doing the work. You're you're going to therapy. You're caring for your body. You're taking essential time and rest on the things that you need. Yep. You're celebrating your wins along the way. Yes. Yeah. It's so important. And knowing the difference of when to rest and when to act. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm super inspired. I don't know about any of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Specifically about the program. It's called Financial Fitness. And it has a book and a workbook. And it talks okay. about there's 47 principles of the basics, offense, defense, and playing field. Okay. Okay. So that's what the book is. You like you, it. It's just incredible. And then the workbook is something that you do along, along while with you it. Read. Yeah. So okay. it has a budget. Like this a is a budget. Okay. Like example. Yeah. And you can fill it fill it in. But yeah, so you go through the the book, and it has things in the workbook to fill in. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very tangible um, tangible and when you write things to it like locks oh, it yeah. in even deeper yeah. yeah so so that's the financial fitness program super amazing has helped so many people get out of debt to excel in the fields that they're in you know get more raises that way and to make more money in their mm. businesses and yeah it's just incredible i've told Rissy, I've mm-hmm. told you about the app that we also have yes you get cash back when you subscribe you get travel credits oh my gosh it's so much fun <laughs> but there's a success podcast and the whole financial fitness program in digital form okay oh, cool. and so that's that's really nice but the success podcast is so great because you need to feed yourself with that kind of information when you start on any kind of journey like this yeah. anyway and it has a lot of um information about bitcoin also yeah and the whole inflation thing and yeah everything so it's a very nice variety of topics yeah okay so okay we'll put a link to that in the show notes too because i think yeah that's helpful it's super helpful and i mean getting cash back is so much fun yeah (laughs) yeah i love it i love it i have so much fun if anyone is 
sitting back thinking, holy cow, I want to learn more. Mm -hmm. Come to my page, Purposeful Money Mom on Instagram and start following me and reach out to me. I am going to be starting um, courses, packages. There will be a one month uh, simple thing with me where it would be a group style class and we go over quickly the offense, defense, playing field basics yeah. in one month. And then we would get an hour with me to talk about what's going on with, with you and I can mm -hmm. help you along. Then there will be a three month and you just get more education, yeah. more time with me to implement those things. And then also a six month, which yeah. will be like the deep dive. You are a chain breaker. I am not choosing into... Yeah. All those generations of whatever my family has gone through. But yeah. me and my family, we are going to be different. Yeah. We are going to have the life that we want. Right? Yeah. And yeah. that's what that six-month course would be, who that would be designed for. Someone yeah. who really, really wants to dive in. Like one of my most favorite quotes I've heard, I think it was um, Michelle Obama. And it's like just stuck with me so much. And it's just like really inspirational. She's like, uh, lots of people walk through the door of opportunity and they close it behind oh, them. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and she was like, you know, I want to be the kind of person who walks through the door of op opportunity and holds it open for the for yes. behind Yeah. And the whole time you're talking, I just feel like, oh, you're holding open the door of opportunity for other people. And money is super – it's loaded. There's a mm -hmm. lot of feelings about money and what that does to people and what that means about the people who have it and the people who don't. And, yeah, just being able to, like – Break that down to like, hey, this is our, this is the value system, and this is how you get what you value yep. using this system. Yep. That's rad. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.